I wasn't quite four months old when Neil Armstrong landed on the moon. At four years old, I was watching original Star Trek, second run, and I fell in love with Spock. At eight, Star Wars came out and consumed my childhood. I was a Jawa that Halloween and I rocked the costume. Fifth grade brought the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy with its satirical Britishness and endless witty quotes. And by sixth grade, I was enamored with Isaac Asimov, his foundation, and his robots. It's no surprise that I grew up to be a science fiction writer. What is a surprise is that I'm working at a technology and innovation house full-time as a science fiction writer and futurist, helping Fortune 500 companies stay ahead of the technology that is so rapidly changing the world. I am Trina Phillips, and I'm the senior writer and creative futurist at Sci Futures. Celebrating the work, lives, and achievements of women in Western North America, The Drum presents Exceptional Women Out West, hosted by The Drum North America Editor-at-Large, Doug Zanger. Let's get to three questions. We'll start with this one. This is, a, this is appropriate, considering what you do. What do you think others believe your superpower is, and what would you say your superpower is? I think others see my superpower as hard work. I get into a job and I do everything I can to do the best that I can. And if I don't get it right, I keep working until I do. I don't like to do things halfway. However, I think in the context of being the senior writer at Sci Futures, my superpower is being an outsider. I don't come from a business background. As I was honing my writing skills, I made a living doing design and retail store management for many years. So I don't speak the same language as everyone else here. I also don't have the same preconceived notions and I've not learned from the same playbook. By having this outside perspective, I bring something new and different to the discussion. I help them question their assumptions and bring new considerations to the table. Sometimes that makes me the odd person out and that's okay. I appreciate that I work with intelligent and creative people who respect my point of view, even when it's quite different from theirs. I like the outsider thing. Do you remember the first time when you were having that outsider mentality and thinking, all right, now I'm going to drop some knowledge on them because this is going to be really beneficial for them? A lot of times that happened when, especially early on, when it came to story and, you know, they're trying to work it into the business realm, but I'm trying to make sure that we tell a good story. And a lot of times I would come up and I'd use phrases that are really common to writers and I'd have to explain everything, just like they would have to explain certain business things to me. But I think through working through some of the challenges, we both learned how to, to make story work for both sides. And I think I've definitely uh, upped their storytelling skills and gotten everyone to understand a little better why it's so important to tell a complete story and not just a shallow advertising type thing. Amen. <laughs> Amen. In 2016, what do you think we should be talking about? I think we should be making the world a better place for everybody. When I'm writing science fiction, I'm used to looking at what can go wrong. You know, we look at robots and aliens and genetic engineering and space travel and society, and you don't have a story unless you have things going wrong. That's where a story comes from, is conflict. Mm -hmm. But when I'm working as a futurist, I'm looking at the good that can be done with technology. And I'm trying to steer the companies we're working with into creating a better future for everybody, when possible. Technology's never been as well poised as it is now to help so many people. We're on the cusp of major advances in medicine, the environment, computing and connectivity, and there's no reason everyone can't benefit. We've got to stop thinking as individuals where everyone's just trying to get as much as they can for themselves. You know, those of us who have enough have plenty. And we need to start thinking of humanity as a whole and that we can help everyone. 
in Star Wars parlance, Obi-Wan Kenobi might have referred to this as a damn fool idealistic crusade. <laughs> and maybe it is. But I think it's something we can definitely do. There's nothing wrong with that. There's, In fact, there's everything right with that. And that's the beauty of, I believe, your point of view and your position. Now, that said, you'd mentioned technology being this great enabler. You know, it, it, the thing that I notice sometimes in the industry is, you know, how do you take it from the shiny thing to meaning? Well, the whole point is essentially is when we can use technology, as I say, to make people's lives better. Mm-hmm. And most of us sitting around in, you know, middle and upper class, and for us, that means more convenience. But when we can use technology to do things like eradicate diseases and make sure everyone is fed healthy food and just get everyone to a, a what we would consider a basic good standard of living, and we have that ability. And I think we need to be using it for that as much as we're using it for things like adding convenience to our lives. Yeah, very true. What are you most intrigued by? Why is that? Oh, one of the things I really love that's coming up, hopefully, is extended longevity. Because I love the idea that I could live uh, an extra 100, 200, 300 years. Because I could do so many different things. And all of us could do so many different things. I might go back to school and become an astronomer for a while. Or I might take my art degree and... uh, open a ceramic studio. I would travel everywhere. I would get out into space, you know, the moon and Mars, asteroid belt, deep space. And, you know, what's really cool is if you think a few hundred years out, is that people will never stop wanting stories. Mm. And that's just such a basic human need. So even if I'm out in deep space and there are kids being born out there that have never seen Earth, and I can be telling them tales of Earth, and that would just be incredibly exciting and the fact that this is definitely a possibility it's just a really exciting time to be alive you know i'm looking forward to a really big bash on my 200th birthday (laughs) let's go to the must list what is a must do i think everyone must try new things try things that make you feel off balance be creative even if you think you're not Listen to music that's way outside of your normal preferences. Try new foods. Take chances. Try things just for the sake of trying them whenever you can. And make your life interesting because then the things that you produce will also be interesting. What's something that you've done recently that's new? I went to a big Hollywood premiere in San Diego for Star Trek Beyond. Oh. Really? Yes. Well, first, there was a fan event at Paramount Pictures, and we went to that, and that enabled us to get tickets for the the big premiere in San Diego. And that's big production, full Hollywood support, and I've not had the opportunity to do anything like that before. And it was really awesome. What made it so? I mean, there's probably a million things you could say about why it was awesome, but what were one or two things that stood out as to the awesomeness quotient? Well, just from a a visceral point of view, they had a live orchestra doing the soundtrack. Oh, (laughs) that's cool. And they kicked it all off with um, laser show and fireworks, which was all sorts of fun. You know, and then, oh, and Nichelle Nichols was on the stage and she did a nice um, interview and she is just awesome. She is the epitome of class. So cool. What's a must experience? I think everyone should try at least once to travel somewhere that is as different from home as possible. And once you're there, really dig in 
and really experience the place. I'm not talking about taking a tour and sitting on a tour bus and going back to your five-star hotel at the end of the day. I'm talking eat street food, take the trotro, and be as much as you can like a local. Shop where they shop and eat where they eat. And learn as much as you can from the people. You can learn so much in between all the big tourist sites if you just take the time. A few years back, my husband and I, who wasn't my husband at the time, but we traveled to China. And we ended up through a poor map and a little poor navigations in the Hudong district in Beijing. And they consider this sort of a slum, a bad area, but it's, it's really not. And if you ever think you need to know the language, we ended up, we were watching these guys play Chinese chess across the alley. And we were trying to not interrupt. And there was a, actually, a, it was a spectator sport because there was a group of guys around them. They invited us over and, you know, we had a little conversation. They made sure, because he's tall, they made sure his head was not stuck in the sun and <laughs> were really nice about it. And then through just mostly sign language and gestures, we got that my my husband has a little bit of a belly on him and the gentleman said that he was overweight he was fat because i was too good of a cook <laughs> <laughs> and we did this with zero language and so that's what i mean is go and meet the people whether you speak the language or not and just get to know a place cuz it gives you an entirely different perspective that you don't get from a tour bus ah oh, so true so true what is a must read so I would recommend Shards of Honor and Barry Yar by Lois McMaster Bujold. They're sort of a, a pair of books that you should read together, read them both. Barry Yar picks up right after Shards of Honor ends. And they are just full of science fiction awesomeness. And Cordelia Naismith is an awesome, intelligent, really strong female character. And she has some really, shall we say, dynamic problem-solving skills. All right. No hints? Uh, let's just say some people might lose their heads. Oh, okay. 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 All right. Well, that's one way to solve a problem. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It was a problem worthy of that. Okay. Fair point. Fair point. What, what will people take away? Again, it gets, it gets a lot of people out of their comfort zone, but what do you think they're going to take away from it? Well, one, I hope they have fun because mm -hmm. this is it's what you would call space opera, and don't let that term scare you off. It's a really fun, but it's also a very intelligent series. And what they'll take away from it um, is, is to be bold and be true to yourself, really. That's where Cordelia really comes through. That's cool. What's a must learn? Don't be afraid to be yourself. Be bold. Don't apologize for being who you are. Because it's the things that make you different, the things that make you special, and that's part of you, that make you stand out in a crowd. And that's a good thing. Because no one gets ahead just by looking like everybody else. There is a quote that I sort of live by, by good John. And the quote is, be yourself. No one can ever tell you you're doing it wrong. There you go. That's perfect. Uh, it's, it's liberating, isn't it? It is. It is. And it's hard to do because we're not trained that way. Right. But I think different always equates to interesting. And interesting always opens up possibility. Exactly. What is a question you've never been asked before that you would love someone to ask you? And what would the answer to that question be? I'd love for someone to ask me about my music collection. Okay, I saw this and I, there's definitely, a, there has to be a backstory to this. Well, I have a music collection that ranges to everything from 
big band through the 80s mm-hmm. with a lot of classic rock, even though classic rock is, you know, a little bit before my time. It's, it's something that I enjoy a great deal. But I also have a lot of movie and video game soundtracks. Those are great for writing, too, see? Interesting. You're writing an action scene and you pull out, you know, the, the SOCOM soundtrack. You're writing something lighthearted. You might pull out Mr. and Mrs. Smith, something like that. But the other thing I like writing, too, is Mongolian throat singing. Yeah, please expand on that one. I, I sort of stumbled onto it, and it's it's a really interesting sound, but in a way it's good because it stays steady throughout. So when you're not looking for super highs and super lows. But I like the fact that it comes from, like, deep inside a person. You know, it has a very uh, strong physical connection to the body. It's, it just has a depth to it that I really enjoy. Here's where I compliment you. As we prepare for the show, we always like to ask around a little bit and find out a little bit more about the people that we are having conversation with. And the thing that kept coming back to me was just story, 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 and story, and story, and story. And not so much just story in and of itself, but more along the lines of the margins and the fringes of story. And in our conversation and in talking to you, now I understand what they mean. Because you're not looking at story as something... Structure is one thing, and that can be linear to some degree. But it's what you do within those points that is unique, that is different. And I was just told, you know, she just, she finds such a unique way of telling stories and something that could be perceived as hard to understand. She is able to break down in a way that makes it easy to understand. And especially with science fiction, because that can get very confusing or intimidating to people. And what I learned is, is that you're able to break down that barrier between the layperson that might not necessarily know that much about science fiction, but you're able to get to the essence of why it's so important to look at science fiction as a real inspiration for telling the best stories possible. So that is where I compliment you. And it's just truly amazing. And the other side of this too is, it appears that you've just really scratched the surface on this, right? Uh, Yeah. I mean, there's so many more things we can do with storytelling and with science fiction. As I say, we're right there facing the future and the future is here. So now we have to look even further. What excites you about the evolution of story? Well, we're certainly heading into a realm where storytelling, it can be part of so many different mediums now. Video games have taken huge advances in storytelling. And I mean, I'm playing one right now where you're you're making decisions, and this isn't new new, but it's new in the last 10 or 15 years, is you're making decisions that affect the outcome of the story. You have to choose who lives and who dies. And these are characters you've spent time getting to know. And then you have multimedia stories, and you you still have plain old books, and you still have plain old storytellers, and those still work too. You don't need the high tech, but you can certainly use technology to enhance and tell stories in a lot of different ways. Every guest on the show gets an opportunity to talk about whatever they would like for a couple of minutes. Without further ado, the floor is yours. I live in a part of town, in a part of LA, that I really love. And one of the things I really love about it is that it is very racially mixed. 
uh, we have an almost even split between white, black, Hispanic, and Asian groups. And the neighborhood here is so comfortable because we are so mixed. No one even thinks about it. And it's a great atmosphere to be in. You know, we walk to the store, we walk to the Japanese market, and and you see everyone of every race. And no one is hardly ever in the majority or the minority, or everyone's in the minority at the same time. And in that, we also have a bunch of great uh, restaurants that are very honest about the food and where it comes from. It's not been over-Americanized or corporatized. And we just have a feel in this neighborhood that everyone's here just to live a, a nice, comfortable, happy life. And we have a very comfortable relationship. And I sort of wish that a lot of places could be more open and not so afraid to let people from other races in. And this goes in everyone's direction because I think we have more to learn from people that are different from us than, uh, than keeping anyone out. And I think we should all take the time to learn about those cultures we're unfamiliar with because what hurts in learning? The learning will just bring about more understanding and it doesn't do any good to put up barriers and walls because then that's just so much more you're not going to learn. Much like the must list, we'd like you to share a piece of advice or wisdom to wrap up the show. So what would be your last word? Be yourself, figure out who you are and who you want to be, and go for it. I love that. Super simple. Trina, thank you very much for joining us and best wishes for continued success. The work you're doing is truly awesome. And looking forward to, uh, you know, both of us celebrating our 200th birthday together. (laughs) Sounds great. All right. I'll see you there.